This is the 4th and 1 Podcast. One of the hosts actually remembers the 90s, and the other barely remembers 2006. They do have one thing in common, though, high school football, and that's what we're here to do. The latest info from Logan County and the surrounding area high schools is right here on 4th and 1 Podcast. Here's Adam Faust and Tyler Avila. And welcome in. This is the 4th and 1 Podcast. I'm Adam Faust, joined here with Tyler Avila, bringing you high school sports from around Logan County and the surrounding area every single week. And this week, we have... A, uh, a special guest host here hanging out with us as well, uh, Mr. Bill Tipple. Welcome in, guys. How are we doing today? I'm good. I'm here just for a, a brief part of the show. I'm not I'm not uh, the stars. I'm just a guy that kind of pulled the back of the caboose. Yeah, Tipple's going to hang out with us here for probably five, ten minutes, somewhere in there. The first thing I want to go over is the football picks that we had for Friday morning. Now, Bill, I know that you and Chad do this on Friday mornings for the morning show uh, for high school football season. But uh, Mr. Tyler Avila, hey. he picked every single game this week, 100%. He had Bell Fountain, Graham, London, Riverside, Mechanicsburg, Shawnee, Triad, uh, Waynesfield, Goshen, and Layman Catholic. The only person to pick Waynesfield, Goshen. <laughs> Everybody yep. else picked Harden Northern. Tyler, tell me about this. How did, what did you do? Did you have a crystal ball? What's, what's going on here? I didn't. Yeah, so... Um... I just was looking at the games. Literally, the only coin flip I did was Indy Lake and Bell Fountain. That one, to me, I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what the outcome ended up being. So I was like, uh, I wasn't sure. So I did a, a coin flip for that. I knew Graham was going to be pretty good this year. Uh, and Kenton Ridge kind of had a, a rough outing last year. So I went with them. Graham was home. London, they were pretty dominant last year. Kind of had a slight edge over Benjamin Logan, who had a rough season last year. Riverside. They were going to be good. They went 5-5, five and five, just kind of had some boo-boos throughout the season. So they were playing a uh, crest, uh, crest Line team, thanks, Bill, who uh, was subpar last year. Berg, I mean, can't can't go wrong picking the Berg. Um, Shawnee, they were playing Urbana, and Urbana wasn't as good as they uh, wanted to be last year, and I don't think they're going to be that good this year. Just a lot of young players and things they need to implement. Triad. Playing a, a pretty weak team there in Southeastern. No offense to them. And Waynesville Goshen. I uh, I looked at the schedule. They played uh, HN last year to wrap up the season. They lost by a touchdown, I do believe. Yep. Yep. Twenty-one fourteen last year. I'm like, it's at home. It's at Waynesfield. They're hosting them. I think I'm gonna give it to them. Give it to the home team. And you know what? First year, first week doing this for for uh, Friday night, uh, Friday football picks, <laughs> undefeated so far. But uh, let's see what week two brings. We'll see if week two even happens, because who knows what could happen by Wednesday. Now, Bill, you were at Bell Fountain uh, this week, of course. They beat uh, Indian Lake 20-0, to and uh, it's kind of a bounce-back year for Bell Fountain. they got a new head coach, a new old head coach, as we kind of like to say, as Jason Brown is back. Bill, tell me a little bit about that game. Of course, you know, you were on the uh, post-game show here Friday night, here actually in studio, which is a very rare occurrence. I remember I was listening to it on my way back from Graham. But, Bill, give us a little bit of insight on what happened in that Bell Fountain game. Of course, Mr. Brown is a defensive coach, and they had a shutout. So give me a little bit about what happened and uh, what maybe Bell Fountain is looking forward to uh, this week against Shawnee, a Shawnee team that totally blitzed Urbana last Friday night. Well, it probably gets harder. Shawnee and Belfando had some great games over the years. Shawnee last year scored in the last minute where Robbie Glass caught a long touchdown pass to stun the Chiefs. Uh, now we're into the heart of league play, too. You only have one non-league game the way it works out in the CBC. But anytime Belfando and Indian Lake hook up in sports, it's a big deal around here. It's a cross-county rival. 
I'm not sure the score was indicative of the game. I know it was 20 to nothing. I think it was probably a little closer. And what I mean by that, it was 7 nothing at the half. Chiefs had a 91-yard scoring drive, I believe it was, and I think it took 20 plays. It wow. ate up almost a quarter of the clock. Wow. But then the second half, the only scoring was really because of special teams miscues. Buffon blocked a punt at the Indian Lake 3, recovered the ball right at the 3, took two plays to go three yards. It's really hard to stop somebody. So those are almost a special teams touchdown to me. And then Buffon was punting the ball to Indian Lake. The punt returner fumbled. Buffon recovered at the Indian Lake 25. So that was a 25-yard scoring drive. It took just one pass play from Ethan Moore to Jaden Campbell. So that's why I say the score was a little little misleading. I, I think Indian Lake still has some things to build on. They get a tough tough opponent this week, maybe the hardest one they'll see all year in North Union. Uh, but Belfound impressed me, ha- having said how I thought it was still a close game. They were really sound defensively. They gave up some yards. Indian Lake right at the beginning drove inside the 10 and couldn't score. That was a big sequence in the game. But Belfound's defense hung in there. They held Indian Lake to under 200 yards. Indian Lake could not run the ball effectively. They rushed for about 65 yards. And then Belfont was just efficient in whatever they did. Their quarterback play was really strong with Ethan Moore. He had a couple of touchdown passes, ran the ball well. He did have an interception right before the first half ended, but that was one of those just throw it up right before the clock expires and see what you can get kind of plays. Um, they've got some good skill players. They've got young skill players. Uh, I think Belfont, as I look at them long term, I still think they can have a nice season, but I think after that, after this year it, it even goes up to higher standards. Um They've got a lot of things to build on. Um, still a young offensive line. They had five new starters up front, but they have some good skilled kids. And they just were, for week one, they were just sound. There weren't a lot of mistakes, not a lot of penalties. They, they, they look good. I don't, if they could go back and replay, we, I always, I'm the what if capital sure. question person to you all week long. I'm not sure they could do it a whole lot better. I mean, there's some things they can tweak, but they played pretty sound for week one. I was pretty impressed, and I did not see. That kind of a game. I thought it was a coin toss game, as Tyler said. I thought the winner would win by about a touchdown. And I also saw more points. I thought it would be like 28-21, take a pick on who wins. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if Indian Lake won the game. All right. Well, good deal. That is Bill Tipple there. Uh, join him every uh, Friday night for the 107.3 The, uh, 107.3 the Drive game of the week. The home of the Bell Fountain Chieftains. Of course, he's our news director here as well, so you can hear him every day on the news, giving sports updates and things like that. Anything else, Bill, that you want to add before uh, we let you go? Well, the other thing I would say, and I don't get to be on the podcast much, and I really enjoy your guys' show, is this is kind of old news now, a couple, three weeks old, is we're just getting to even play. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't think we'd have high school football. I was pretty sure of that throughout much of the summer. Um, and it's it's uh, it's really shown an appreciation for things in our life, sports or even things outside of sports, that nothing is for granted some of these games, I hope this isn't the case, but you never know with this virus, it could cancel some games, but at least we got one week in, and it's just going to, health permitting, it's going to be a very exciting season, and I know you guys will talk about this either today or maybe later in the fall, but there's so much unpredictability. One, will the games get played, which I right now things look good, and two, everybody's in the playoffs, so yeah, your losses right now don't hurt as much. You know, you look at all the other years in our lifetime, when you lose week one, you're thinking, well, for week two, we, we better win this game. Exactly. It's, I don't think it's that – you still want to win, but it's not, it's not the same. So there's, there's a lot of teams that have really everything out there to play for. Yeah, exactly. So that's Bill Tipple. As I said, you can catch him on Friday nights, 107.3 The Drive, home of the Chiefs. And Bill Tipple has been the voice of the Chieftains for as long as I can remember. I mean, I grew up listening to Bill, and now I get to work with him every day side by side. <clears throat> 
So, Tyler, something that I wanted to talk about uh, before we get into kind of previewing uh, what's mm-hmm. going on this week is the absolute well-oiled machine, the absolute stud operation that happens here at the studio while we are out at the games. I mean, holy cow, I forgot the way that you guys put this stuff together. <sighs> I was here last year for, yeah, you for, for, four, for four weeks. I was mm-hmm. here last year for four weeks. I was hanging out with Terry before you got here. I was hanging out with Terry Lash uh, a couple, uh, two years ago as well. And I can't, I do, I cannot keep up with what you guys do <laughs> here in this studio. So I want to just say, holy cow, what you guys do here is amazing. You're hanging out here in the FM studio for WPKO. You're also kind of halfway running the board for 107.3 The Drive as I well. Am. Yeah. I mean, they've got the board over there in the newsroom, but you're running the uh, the log. The log is like, here. You're making yeah. sure that they know when to hit play and they know when they're back on the air to make sure that Tipple and Hensley are, are back on for the Chiefs. And then we had Yaroslav, uh, the Russian spy, as we like to call him, <laughs> Mr. Josh Stiles, hanging out over at the bowl all by himself, all by his lonesome. He's hanging out over there. He's making sure we're rolling. It, Everything that happens in this studio at this radio station during Friday Night Football, it just it still blows my mind. And the fact that I was even slightly a part of it for the last two years, and I like I w- I mean, don't get me wrong, I could do it, but man, you guys do such a great job. I just want to commend you guys and thank you for what happens here, and it allows us at, at out in the field to just talk. Yeah, I mean, it really does. So. It's it's insane. Tell me a little bit real quick. Give me like two or three minutes on what it's like because <laughs> I've been well, here. I've experienced it, but let the listeners know how it impacts every like little thing that happens. Well, week one is it, it never seems to fail. It's going to be a cluster just because it's we're getting back into the swing of things and we haven't done it in a year. So week one Friday night was a it was a little hectic on my part and I tried to make sure that it wasn't uh, reciprocating off that it was being hectic to uh, West Dodds who was uh, running the board for Bill in the in the newsroom for the drive then Yarslov who was doing your game yeah in the uh, AM studio where the bull is so I was trying my darndest to make sure that wasn't the case so so I get here in about three in the afternoon to finish some stuff up for for uh, football for the pregame I'm kind of worried because, like, the commercials weren't set yet. Right. For the right. drive or for yeah. PKO. Yeah, they we were on the bowl. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, hopefully Chad can get back here before he goes out and gets everything squared away because I don't know what commercials are being played. So, yeah. So that was a little bit of a stressor for me. And once he fixed that, we were all good. But we get in here, we use Google Hangouts for this. So we have to get you guys connected, and I'm trying to figure out how to do do the uh, the board in the newsroom for the drive, and then remember on the fly how to do the one for 106.9, because right. it's been a while, right. so I'm so used to this one here in the FM. <clears throat> so I figure that out, and then it's just a smooth sailing ride after that. Yeah, once, you're, once we're on the air, like, you just... Then we just let it ride. Yeah, but, but it's just more or less trying to figure out what buttons to press to make sure you're not on the air while we got music playing on like the drive or the bull or on the mix, right? And uh, just trying to figure out what uh, 
what we got to do before beforehand. Like I said, week one is always the most hectic week for Friday Night Football here as a producer. So I'm glad it's over with and I know what I'm doing moving then forward. Can, yeah. <laughs> then exactly. it's going to be smooth sailing from there. Well, I was on 106.9 The Bull with Dave uh, Dave Bozusko, who is, uh, is what, what's his official title? Director? Of the United Way here in Logan County, is that, is that, think we're so? going to call him the director, but okay. uh, he's also a deacon, <laughs> right? He's a deacon for the for the Catholic Church, so I call him Deacon Dave. And um, we're out there at Graham, and we're we're, we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Well, we get on, and Yaroslav's doing his thing. After you, you know, obviously helped hook up everything else, we could hear the commercials from the studio in our headphones. Okay. That's never happened before. Really? Like we, yeah, we've never had. Uh, it, at least in my experience, because I've did probably 15 high school basketball games last earlier this year, actually rather. Yeah. Uh, last season, you and I did a couple together. You, we never hear no. the commercials. It, it, we're more or less in the dark on what's going on. You know, so. so we're waiting for the uh, you know the the producer, the studio op, to to tell us, hey, you're back on the air, blah blah blah, this and that. Well, we could hear the commercials in our headphones, so we got really reluctant to even talk during breaks because we thought maybe it was going out over the air because that's. You know, that's not what you want to do. First of all, these businesses, they pay for this advertising, so we want them to get every bit of, yeah. you know, play and airtime is that, you know, that they've paid for that they deserve. We didn't want to talk. Well, we started talking to each other. I'm like, I'm texting Yaroslav. I'm like, hey, man, what what's the deal? Like, why can we hear this? He's like, I don't know. It's just part of the, oh, apparently you can just hear it. And we're like, okay. So we, like, we would go to break and we'd start talking. Like we're, we're kind of breaking the fourth wall here as far as like how radio works. So you guys are getting kind of a, an insight as to what we do. We'd go to break and I'm texting Yaroslav the whole time too. Like, can we talk? Are we good? And he was like, yeah, you're fine, man. Like I got the, <laughs> he's got the off switch. Like he's got it. Yeah. It's all good. No worries. So, but mm. that's the thing when, I don't know, this is a, this is a weird analogy, but like imagine being like one of the, like Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, like, Imagine yeah. being on the moon. You are at the mer- like, dude. You gotta get home. Like, we're comfortable here. We're in our spacesuits and whatever. The analogy that I'm making is like, I am at the mercy of the guy in the studio. Like, so if he doesn't do his job and I say something, granted, Tom Brenneman, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yep. All right. Let's treat every microphone as though it's on. Cool. I'm not gonna say something that will implicate me or will make me. I just. First of all, that's not the kind of person I am. But secondly, I'm not going to say something that's going to make me lose my job anyway. Yeah. However, if I were joking around, as Tom Brenneman said he was, okay, man, like, cool. I'm still at the mercy of the guy in the studio. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, so it's so, I've, I, I get so nervous, you know, when I'm out there in the field and I've got one guy literally with his finger on the off button, hoping for the best. Because I just I gotta hope, and then going back to you know wrap it up and 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 kind of put a nice little bow on this. Everything that you guys do here in the studio is just, like I said, man, it is a such a well oiled machine. It's so good, and man, we just appreciate it. We really do, and I love you know I I mean we sat in the same conference room together having a pre you know preseason talk. Like dude, I would much rather be in the field. Yeah, like I do not want to be sitting here in a studio. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. But I would so much rather be out calling a game, and that's what I was able to do this last week, and hopefully that's what I'm able to do uh, later this week. So it, it oh, was sure. a, it was a great week one, and you guys, like I said, you guys pulled it off so well. So uh, let's transition over there. Um, let's let's talk about week one. Um, <laughs> you know, you had the pregame show, you did it uh, solo, which was kind of weird. 
It was a little different, but well, uh, pregame show is normally solo for me. But postgame yeah, show, postgame was was solo. was solo, which yeah. was like I said, just a little weird, a little different than what you've done before. Because obviously, you and I did it last year. Was last year your first year? Yes. Okay, so you and I did it last year together, and then you had uh, was it someone else that came? It in was when you I was, or Rick Zedeker. Or Rick. Who I had. Okay, yeah, because yep. I was in the field for six games last year. Well, one of the games that I was at last year was Benjamin Logan and Graham on 106.9 The Bull with uh, Mr. Dave Bozusko. And I love Dave. He's, as I said, he's absolutely wonderful. He's he's so uh, animated. He, he, he gets he so excited. If you've ever heard him on the call, he just, oh, and it's a touchdown. Ah! Like he gets, like he just gets super, super excited. And it's so much fun. And the game that we had on 106.9 The Bull was Graham and uh, Kenton Ridge. And I really thought this game was going to be a lot closer. Now, Kenton Ridge went 5-5 five and five last year. Graham went 4-6. and six. And uh, Kenton Ridge absolutely blitzed Graham yeah. last year. I think the final score was like 41-7 to seven last year. Absolutely just obliterated them. Well, Graham got their revenge. And they did have like a pseudo-senior night as well as uh, they announced all the seniors coming out onto the field. But Graham won this game Friday night 34-7. to seven. And I got to tell you, man, it was all defense for Graham. Trace Braun, two pick sixes in this game. It was, let me tell you, it was absolutely amazing. And I'm just actually sorry for two things for you. One, you didn't get to listen to it because you were hanging out here. So Yaroslav was over on the bull. And two, you didn't get to see it, man. I got to watch this game. Like, I literally walked in for free with radio equipment and (laughs) strapped a microphone in my head and... I got to watch this game for free. I'm taking stats. I'm trying to do everything. And Dave and I, we're trying to figure out our chemistry with, you know, broadcasting and things like that. But, yeah. man, 34-7, to this was an absolute ball buster for the Graham Falcons. And they are they are looking good. I mean, I, I think they're going to beat Urbana this year. I think they got a real good chance against Ben Logan next week. And Ben Logan, as we said, uh, they, uh, they held their own against London. They did. And London, oh, my goodness gracious, London is such a good team. I mean, you look at last year as far as what London was able to do. But I think Graham has got a really, really good chance at four wins this season across six weeks. And that is nothing to shake a stick at. That is uh, That would be a huge win for uh, for Graham this year. That would be a huge win for their season. I mean, you got to look at it with it being a six-week regular season now yeah. and then every team making the playoffs. This could help their momentum, and they could have a decent shot at maybe going a couple of weeks deep in the high school football playoffs. Yeah, the only two teams that I could see Graham losing to this year, North Union, week three, that would be Friday, uh, September 11th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I really do think just because it's uh, it's a road game and this is a it's a formidable team, it's a, it's a sneaky team either way, I think Graham could lose to Indian Lake. Northwestern, that's going to be a coin flip, but I think they got a real good chance against Ben Logan. I think they beat Urbana because Urbana, let's be honest, I mean, we got to look at what's real here. Yeah. Urbana is just not, they're just not a powerhouse anymore. They're I mean, not. they're just not where they used to be. I mean, 15 years ago when I was in school, Urbana was always very good. It was always a big hit for Indian Lake, for Bell Fountain, for Benjamin Logan. I mean, across the CBC, Urbana was one of the teams to beat. I think Graham beats Urbana. I think they got a real good shot against Benjamin Logan this week. Like I said, I think North Union and Indian Lake might be the two teams they lose to, and the Northwestern might be a coin flip. Worst case scenario for Graham, I think it's three and three. Yeah, I really do. And and considering, like Tipple said earlier, every team makes the playoffs anyway. 
I mean, forget about it. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I mean, go get your, you know, go get your experience in, jump into the playoffs, and everybody's in. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know? it's, so it's going to be a crazy year for high school football playoffs once it once it rolls in in uh, five weeks, which is crazy to yeah, think about. I know, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> We're looking at like uh, week what, like October, what, like thirteenth or something like that. Is that uh, when the playoffs yeah. start? Somewhere in there, because like October 2nd is going to be like week six. That it, yep. And then so it'd be, what, seven days later would be the ninth. But teams have the opportunity to opt out according to the OHSAA. And then I think the playoffs start the ninth. But if you want to get in, you can still get in by like the 17th. or It's the whole a lot thing, of craziness. Yeah, it's, the whole thing's insane. And it's like, dude, I'm just, you know what? I don't even care. Just give me high, just give me football, <laughs> which is yeah, that's the big thing. And we talked about this a little bit last week on the on the uh, on the show too. Is how the idea that Ohio State is not playing, mm-hmm. but all of these high schools are. It's just like give me a freaking well, break. Since and, our last episode, there's a shot that Ohio State could play. Yeah, they're talking Thanksgiving about Thanksgiving yeah, the earliest. Yeah, they're but. talking about playing maybe Thanksgiving. So here's what I I said to to, to Tipple was imagine Ohio State playing Week Seven against Purdue in the middle of January while Clemson and Alabama are playing for a national title. No, I don't want to. No, do not nope. sign me up for that nope. whatsoever. Nope. So, yeah, Graham, they are looking good to start the season 34-7 over Kenton Ridge. The game that we had on 107.3 The Drive, we covered it a little bit there with Mr. Tipple Bell Fountain uh, over Indian Lake. 20 to nothing. I don't think much more needs to be said about that. Bell Fountain is taking on Shawnee this week. That they are. And uh, Shawnee, uh, they beat the heck out of Urbana last week, 40-3. to yeah, it was and a. As Bill said earlier, too, Robbie Glass last year had uh, had a huge game against Bell Fountain, ended up winning that game for them. Tyler, um, tell me a little bit about what you expect out of Bell Fountain and Shawnee for this week. I expect a close knit game, uh, kind of like it was last year. It was very close until the end. And I mean, heck, I thought Bell Fountain and Indian Lake was going to be close. I mean, last year it was 35 34, Bell Fountain over the lake. Who knows? Maybe this team needed that restart at the head coach position. Some some changes there within the positions. I mean, you got a new quarterback in Ethan Moore who is lights out. Lights out at the QB position. You got some uh, new uh, coaches on that coaching staff and they could shock us. Heck, maybe <clears throat> they could go 6-0 and this year. Uh, something that we may have not have thought about them doing this season. But uh, I think it's, it's going to be tough. It's the first road game of the year in week two against a formidable team in Springfield, Shawnee. Yeah, definitely for sure. And uh, Belfountain, it's not going to get any easier there on the— uh, No, not at all. The Kenton Trail Division, the big side of the CBC, as uh, some people like to say it. It's Shawnee. Then you've got Alder, Kenton Ridge, which I think Belfountain's going to win mm-hmm. that game against KR. It's, we just saw them lose to Graham. And uh, London and Tecumseh. Tecumseh came out hard yeah. uh, this last— Friday night, I mean, they just killed Northwestern 42 to 0. And we were talking about Tecumseh. What they go 1 and 9 last year? Something stupid like that. Yeah, 1 and 9 mm-hmm. Tecumseh last year. They were absolutely terrible down there in New Carlisle. And uh, they just came out and just obliterated Northwestern. Now, I don't think Northwestern is expected to be really anything great this year, but they're supposed to be better than they were last year. So the fact that Tecumseh was able to come out and do that absolutely insane yes another game that we had uh friday night and of course you can listen to the post game the ron's pizza post game here on 98.3 wpko we don't want to cover too much because of course we've already done this but we do want to mention it west liberty salem looked amazing 
uh, Friday night against Greenview, and Greenview expected to be relatively better than they were last year. 36-21, to West Liberty Salem won that game. Christian Griffith, four touchdowns. Yeah, he had a heck of a game, and really this game was a lot closer than what the final score shows. West Liberty really put it on there in the fourth quarter. It was back and forth. I mean, uh, Greenview scored on a 73-yard uh, rush to take the lead for the first score of the game, and then it was back and forth then, and then uh, uh, West Liberty tied it at 21, um, and it was just smooth sailing there for the Tigers to, uh, to win by uh, 15. Yeah, so in the OHC, here's the deal. So most, uh, pretty much every conference is their first week, they're kind of doing crossovers, Yeah. right? So in the OHC, they have the North and they have the South. All of the North teams played South teams. All of the North teams won. Really? In the OHC this last week. Yes. Every single huh. OHC North team, 1-0. Every single OHC South team, 0-1. <laughs> How about that for a statistic? And uh, it's really, really interesting because they were all pretty much blowouts. Listen to this. Fairbanks, 50-6. to Triad, 34-6. to Mechanicsburg, 41-7. Northeastern, 48-7. West Jefferson, 42-0. to The closest game was West Liberty-Salem, 36-21. to They were all massive blowouts. Yeah. Well, and, oh my heavens. So I mean, the Christian North- Griffith for West Liberty, even though it, this game was the closest out of all of them in the OHC, he had a heck of a game. Like you said, four touchdowns and... Uh, Three were rushing, one was passing. He put up some hefty numbers in the passing department. Yeah. He had close to 300 yards. Two, he was three yards shy of 300. 297 passing yards. He put up uh, 88 yards on the ground as well. And then you got Nick Burden. He's going to be a, a big target there for Griffith throughout the season. He had 139 receiving yards. So uh, that's going to be a, a one-two punch there for the Tigers. That team's got to look out for. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that West Liberty Salem Mechanicsburg game at the end of the season. That's the only West Liberty game I'm going to have, well, potentially have an opportunity to see. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that uh, as we cover 1069 the Bull Champaign County football all season long. Well, let's take a look at. Uh, what's coming up this week here on our three radio stations, 106.9 The Bull, 107.3 The Drive, and 98.3 WPKO. We've got a little bit of a hiccup. We do. Because COVID-19 says, screw you guys, we don't even care. But uh, basically the governor has said that it's up to the uh, the schools themselves to kind of govern and police what happens. So there's a very good chance that visiting, or rather the away team's media uh, representation, if you will, that would be us, 106.9 The Bull, at uh, West Jefferson and Mechanicsburg. There's a very, very good chance that we're not going to be able to go to that game. And i got to tell you, if I've, if I've looked at it uh, once, I've looked at it 100 times, the Ohio High School football schedule, that is the best game of the entire state this week <laughs> is West yep. Jefferson and Mechanicsburg. Minster, Menor, uh, Cleveland, St. Ignatius, Akron, Hoban, I don't even care. Mechanicsburg and West Jefferson is legitimately the best game in the entire state for high school football this week. I have a very real opportunity to be there, and I have a very real opportunity to not be there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just feel bad for you being in that situation. Yeah, because that's not only the game of the week; it's the game of the year. Yeah, in the OHC and on 106.9 The Bull. 
So hopefully things work out and uh, you and Dave are able to be at West Jeff and call the Berg and and the Rough Riders. Yeah, hopefully. I'm really, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And don't get me wrong, if I can't, if I'm not there, we we will have a game on the bowl. I mean, we're definitely going, we've sold the advertising, you know, we've, we've scheduled it. Things are going to happen. We'll have to flex something. If we don't, there's a uh, there's a very real possibility that it's going to be Graham and Benjamin Logan, which will be at Benjamin Logan. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only, I don't want to say uh, the only upside, because obviously Graham's a good team. Ben Logan, obviously we saw what they did against uh, London last week. And it's local teams, of course. But uh, at least that'll be a 10-minute drive instead of an, an hour and 20. <laughs> but don't yeah. get me wrong. I have no <laughs> issue driving to, to West Jefferson. You know, I mean, I used to work down in London. True. You know, so I would drive there all the time. And then we had a uh, a sister store, the retail location that I worked at over in Galloway. So I would drive through West Jefferson all the time. So I'm very familiar with the area and I'd be more than happy to get down there and uh, and call a football game. And I've never been to West Jefferson's uh, stadium. I've never been to their high school. Okay. So that was something I was really looking forward to because not only do I enjoy just doing football games, I enjoy seeing new areas and new stadiums yeah. and things like that. So hopefully we'll have 106.9 The Bull covering West Jefferson and Mechanicsburg. If not, there's a very real chance it's going to be Graham and Benjamin Logan. In the event that it's Graham and Benjamin Logan, that game was originally scheduled to be on 98.3 WPKO. What are we going to flex in for 98.3? Is it going to be Indian Lake and North Union? I yes. think I've heard. I've heard that is probably going to be the case. Okay. North Union will be on the road at Indian Lake. So we'll, uh, there's a potential that we'll have the Lakers and uh, North Union on 98.3 come Friday. If not, and everything stays the same, it'll be Graham and Benjamin Logan. As Adam mentioned, in the Mechanicsburg and West Jeff will stay on 106.9 the bowl if uh, – we can get into their press box. Okay, I got you. Well, yeah, last year, uh, Indian Lake and North Union, uh, Chad and I did that game. It was at North Union, and that was a ton of fun. North Union went into that game at 2-3, and three, and they ended up beating the Lake 35-14 to 14 on mm-hmm. their way to a 5-0 and o conference schedule wins. So uh, North Union, as you said earlier, they started the season. They were 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 2-2, and then they just hailed off Three and three, four and threes, five and threes. They just they just ripped right through the uh, Mad River Division there in the uh, CBC, and uh, they just lost to Jonathan Alder Friday night. So North Union, Indian Lake, that's going to be a good game this week. And as I said, if the West Jeff and uh, Mechanicsburg game does not work out for us on the Bull, there's a very good chance that uh, we will be at Benjamin Logan. And then the WPKO game is going to be Indian Lake and North Union. And uh, let's uh, finish up here with uh, our high school football preview schedule. We talked about it a little bit. Let's uh, cover it one more time. Bell Fountain and Shawnee this week. What do you see for that? And uh, as we talked to Tipple earlier as well, what does Bell Fountain have to do to win this game? They have to play a clean football game, no uh, penalties, no turnovers, and uh, really uh, eat the possessions, really control uh, time of possession, and uh, try to uh, limit the amount of times Shawnee has the football. Exactly, yeah. This game last year, Shawnee won this game 36-29, to as Tipple said earlier, as Tyler said earlier, too. Robbie Glass with, uh, with a couple big, massive plays there toward the end of the game. Springfield Shawnee, never a slouch here no, in this no. conference. And uh, someone that you always have to look out for. You can't overlook them. Shawnee went 4-1 and one last year. The only team they lost to in the conference was Jonathan Alder. 
uh, in the CBC. So looking forward to that. I just I'm, I'm so torn all the time because I'm either here doing stuff with you. Not this year, of course. I'm out in the field. I'm on 106.9. But if I'm here, I can't pay attention to the Chiefs because I'm helping out with whatever's going on with WPKO. If I'm in the field, obviously I'm doing my own game. Man, I haven't been I haven't been to nor listened to a Bell Fountain game in so long. <laughs> and like I kind of just want a week off so I can just like go to a game now. What was it they opened with Sydney on a Thursday night a couple like 2 years ago or something? Do you remember that? I believe so. Yeah, I don't think you even worked. I think it was 2018. I was But they opened it. with Sydney on a Thursday night because it was on like some local TV station in Dayton or something like that. So huh. they had like live live high school football on TV. We listened to it. That's the last time I got a chance to listen to high school football for oh, Bell wow. Fountain. And uh, there's talks about maybe doing alumni band again, which I would love to be a part of. But uh, obviously that's probably not something – I can do. Either way, looking forward to seeing what happens this week in high school football and looking forward to see if Tyler can pick <laughs> all of the teams again. I only missed one, but Tyler got them all right. The only one I missed was Harden Northern and uh, Waynesville Goshen. Goshen won that game 35-7. to Harden Northern just totally let me down. And I think maybe it was just kind of me remembering all of the state titles they won back in the 90s. You know? Yeah. Well, of course, you don't know no, because no. Yeah, you weren't even Born alive yet. 97, yeah. But either way, <laughs> I, I think it was me remembering all of the titles they won, like I said, back in the 90s and uh, just wanting to pick them. But Waynesville Goshen, the way the hot start that they had last year. Oh, my goodness. I should have just picked them. Like, yeah. what, what am I thinking? Ah, who knows? It doesn't matter. Um, Tyler, anything else you want to uh, say before we drop off here and uh, let the kids know that uh, the podcast is ready to go? Yeah, uh, well, with me picking Waynesville, I want to give a shout out to all my uh, my buddies there in Waynesville. My dad uh, used to teach out there, and uh, to oh. my fantasy guys out there in Waynesville, to go Tigers! All right, go Tigers! So speaking, oh, real quick, speaking of fan, are we doing fantasy football? Doesn't look like it, unfortunately. Not enough people. Oh, okay. How many? I'm sorry. How many? Who did we? Was it you and me? And yeah, as of right now, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that won't work because Chad's retired. Tipple's probably said no. But yeah, I got the email and I was like, oh, I'll just wait for somebody to say something. Either way. All right. Well, this has been the 4th and 1 podcast. I'm Adam Faust, Tyler Avila, hanging out with you guys. You can find Tyler on social media at Avila Tyler. You can find me at cherry underscore coke underscore. Uh, we're going to bring you the best, uh, well, the best that we can do at least. I don't know if it's the best, but it's the best we can do every single week for Logan County football, high school football, Champaign County as well. And we'll uh, touch on surrounding counties also and uh, do everything that we can to be the best podcast in the entire world. It's going to take us a little bit of time, but we're going to get there. It's the 4th and 1 Podcast. I'm Adam Faust for Tyler Avila. Thanks for listening in. That's the end of our possession. You can find Tyler on social media at Avila Tyler and Adam at Cherry underscore Coke underscore. You can also find the 4th and 1 Podcast on SoundCloud, PeakofOhio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. This has been the 4th and 1 Podcast. We'll see you on our next drive.